Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, alongside with my other host, Lance. Today, we have our awesome guest, Tyler. He has joined us before. Thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me back. Always uh, always happy to have you joining us. Every episode is brought to you by The Anime Show. Make sure to check them out on Facebook and Instagram. Getting all that awesome anime content. Definitely good for trying to find out what you want to watch, what's going to come out in the season. It's especially good right now because they're letting us know what is going to come out in the next season and how many episodes. That's definitely a big one because, you know, maybe you only want to try something short or you really want to go super crazy and find something that has like two cores or something. That's definitely a, a huge play and everything. Yeah, and today you don't exactly know how many episodes are going to be in a season. It's no longer 12 or 24. Now it could be 11 or 13. And <laughs> shit's just different now. Yep. Yeah, definitely. So for our listeners from our last episode, we had my amazing wife had gotten us a Japanese snack box. And today we're going to be trying another item from that snack box. Lance, what do you have? Alright, so the bag I grabbed is going to be these starch crackers called Kanichi Supu, and they're going to be shrimp-flavored starch crackers. Alrighty then. Hopefully it's like a... That is that is pink? It's that is pink. It. <laughs> it's super fucking smooth, but I'm cool with seafood, so let's give it a try. It's just a starch. It's just a fucking cracker. There's a slight hint of like seafoodiness to it, but it's more it's, it's more plain than anything else. So not that bad. All right. And then I know for myself, I have, it's called a chocolate cracker. I'll be completely honest. I am not going to try and pronounce this because I have no idea. Um, but it just says chocolate cracker. It looks like a chocolate wafer thing. I don't know. I'm going to try it. Imagine popcorn that's dipped in chocolate, but you only get like one little section of popcorn and then the rest of it's just like air. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, Tyler, you want to try a piece of this? Yeah, sure. To me, it kind of tastes like day old pocket sand. <laughs> pocket sand? <laughs> hey, the chocolate's good. The, the cho- chocolate's good. The, the, wafer, is- <laughs> the wafer kind of throws you off a little bit. It's a little dry. You know, it's an actual bar, so it looks like it'd be, like, actually good, but whatever. Yeah, I, I tried, like, breaking it off to get a little piece, and it obliterated into sand. So, who knows? Maybe it is sand that they managed to dip in chocolate and call it a day. I will say it does taste like popcorn that's covered in chocolate. It's interesting. I could, it could grow on me. I wouldn't it's, be eating this whole bar. It's definitely not horrible, but, yeah, it's not something I'd be like, sure, let me get another yeah, let me get one of these chocolate cracker bars that are sitting over here. And they're, it's like a 12-inch bar. It's crazy long. It's its weird. Uh, that's all I can say. Never it, thought I'd be shown up by a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> but we also, thankfully, we have our adult beverages of choice. So I can really uh, get this down and get kind of that dry, airy taste out of my mouth. And for myself, I have a Driftless Glen. Uh, it's a port barrel finished bourbon, and as the summer season continues, I've got a summer shanty. What about you, Lance? I will be doing the same exact thing as you. So what about you, Tyler? What are you drinking over there? To wash down my good old pocket sand, <laughs> I got some The Beast Unleashed Monster Alcohol. Yeah, that's some of this new alcoholic monster that's circling around. Not in Wisconsin quite yet, but you It's got, making its way. It's coming up. 
Oh, Eventually, I'll get everywhere. Whew, man, that was uh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, I just gave Matt one of the Full shrimp. shrimpy. Would you like to try some <laughs> sand? <laughs> I'll try. I'll try some sand. Apparently, I'm a little bit more. Uh, oh, I thought you were gonna break it. <laughs> you can break it at your own risk. <laughs> t- take a bite. Okay. <laughs> like it's not horrible. No, the the fluffy waferness <laughs> of it does throw me off. Yes, it it's like not dry, and then all the air in your mouth just makes it as dry as you could possibly get. And you definitely need something to drink it down. Yeah, because man, my mouth is dry. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. But like I said, the chocolate was good. So at least it half. Of the bar was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank God for bourbon. Oh, yeah. Lance, can you give us a quick synopsis for this? Yeah. So today we are covering Bleach Thousand Year Blood War Core 1. And after a thousand years of peace, the Soul Society falls into war. The grudge between the Soul Reapers and the Quincy's once again ignites. Yuhabak, leader of the Quincy's, is fully revived and well prepared for an all-out slaughter against the Reapers. The Quincy's have developed a tool that allows them to steal Bankai, the Soul Reaper's strongest ability. Our hero, Ichigo, tries his hardest to save his day, but even he isn't strong enough. While Soul Society tries to patch up after all the damage, Ichigo is sent off for special treatment and a new Zanpakuto. This is just the beginning of how he becomes strong enough to take on Yuhabak and his Quincy army and save the balance of the world. So that's going to be applause. <laughs> so that's going to be part one. We all found out that this is going to be four cores, then this is just part one of four of this se- of what the season's gonna be i'd call it this arc but yeah arc yeah yeah that tyler you same thing yeah yeah i i wish they would draw it out a little longer because to me they have a lot to kind of accomplish but it's it's gonna be interesting if they're gonna try to do it in only three more yeah especially after how like bleach has been in the past where they can have a hundred episodes plus of just random bullshit yeah but this isn't late 90s early 2000s anime anymore like they're not just adding fluff because they can right now they're getting with the times they need to get straight to the point keep it interesting yes because this first core was what anime four days total between (laughs) when it first started to when something like that yeah it's like four days yeah not much time in the in their real world yeah their time has passed by at all yeah there there won't be a whole lot of time i will say it covers as far as the manga is concerned it's like 250 chapters I know in interviews, uh, Tight uh, Kaibo has made mention that he is working with the animators to basically add stuff that wasn't originally in the manga. I'm going to call that like added canon. Like I'm going to say it's it's going to be all original work, yeah. essentially. It's not going to be added fluff just to add fluff. It's going to be that stuff where it's like, well, I only had a week deadline. So here was something that I wanted to put in that I had ideas for. I had drawings for that just didn't make the cut. And here's my, because remember Bleach came out on Shonen Jump, which was a weekly magazine yeah. book. It wasn't a magazine, but it was a book. Well, depending on how you got it, like it yeah. could be compiled into a giant magazine. Yes. So deadlines, maybe not necessarily able to get everything he wanted to if he could have worked on the same timelines that they might not necessarily get now, but just certain, you know, if it's like, hey, I need another week. You're going to get another week because of how popular it is. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. So it's kind of like in hindsight, it's like, well, this is what I wish I would have done. And now that this anime has been released so much later, we can actually get that in. Yep. But before we get too far into this, Lance, can you give us that Lance's lesson?
Today's Lance's Lessons is going to be the Japanese word for strawberry. And if anybody knows bleach well enough, the Japanese word for strawberry is Ichigo. So this one's going to be a cheap one. <laughs> and Ichigo is obviously spelled I... C-H-I-G-O. So don't quite look at his blonde hair, but look at his kind of like a really light strawberry blonde hair. Well, he has orange hair. They make That's him true. A, yeah, he has orange hair, which orange hair would be red hair if you really think about it. Yeah, I suppose. So red hair, good to go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Ichigo strawberry. Keep that in mind. It's easy enough to remember. I did not know that, so it works out well. Oh, Tyler, did you know about that? I think you said you did, right? Yeah, a little bit from... Uh, just anime groups talking about it and oh yeah oh. yeah another one that you people who are out there listening to new anime oshinoko is following uh ichigo incorporated or something like that strawberry productions so <laughs> you can probably see it in there too if you paid attention i have not watched that yet i need to but yes well, now that i've said it maybe you'll catch it when when you get around to it strawberry productions or something like that okay cool yeah definitely uh just talking about big things i know we talk about top 10 all the time well i know people talk about top 10's favorite anime is thousand year blood war is definitely one of those would you consider that because of how long it took would you consider it a standalone or would you consider it a part of bleach i still consider it part of bleach okay it was nice that there was this chunk of time that has gone by you know Ten and a half years. So we could get a nice solid space between all the filler shit that was in the past. Because, you know, Bleach is well known for having, like, the most fillers in in its entirety. Uh, not quite, but yeah. It's yeah. not even fillers here and there. They'll have whole arc fillers. Uh-huh. Yes. Like, Dragon Ball Z can be bad, but man... Bleach. Bleach and Nardo were like in competition with each other to figure out how we could be the worst. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, as long as, after they like put a period, ended that page and set it down for a while and then pick it up now when anime is just getting better and better and we can finally, you know, hit the ground running and they hit the ground sprinting with this show. (laughs) So I do still consider it the same. Okay. But I wouldn't, I'd say it's on a whole different level. Okay. uh, For sure. What about you, Tyler? I kind of agree with that. It's still Bleach. It yes. still continues it. Yes. But with it being in today's CGI and graphics, yep. it definitely feels like it's by itself. Okay. Yep. But it'll still forever be a part, even with that long time gap. Okay. Tyler, so I have a question for you. How would you How would you rank this arc, and then how would you rank Bleach in general? Like, as far as part of your favorites, just kind of meh. This, so the Invasion of the Soul Society was always one of my top yep. ones in, out of any anime I've watched. I can't say this tops it yet. Okay. Because, I mean, you had the whole arc. Mm-hmm. This is just a taste. Okay. Yeah, this is still just the beginning. And this taste is pretty damn near as good as the Invasion of the Soul Society is. Yes. It's, we're in for a fun ride. Oh, I yeah. I think. I would... I would personally say the reason why this arc is going to be so good is because we're getting, from what it appears to be, everything we wanted from the beginning of Bleach. Like, what do you think? Is that how you feel about how this arc is trending towards? Um. Well, I can see that for what I feel like we're getting, I'm just happy that we're getting, like, updated quality. Yeah. Yes, I will so give you that, that one. Um, but I mean just storyline. Storyline, we're getting Ichigo's background for once yep so 
I think that was a, you know, back in hindsight, it's kind of crazy that it took us 300 plus episodes to finally <laughs> learn about his personal past. Yep. So I guess that's a big thing. But I guess I, you know, only 10, 10 plus years ago, I was, I, I was just so open minded. I, I didn't think <laughs> too much about anything. And the only thing we, I think we learned about his past in the original part of it was just his father was a soul reaper. Yep. yep. That's all we learned. And now it went full dive into it. And it just kind of like solved the biggest mystery of the show is who is he? Okay. I can see that. Anything else you going, you guys want to add? No. So I will say I've read the mod. No, almost what happens. But from re-watching Bleach and then seeing Thousand Year Blood War again, it's like, yep, getting Ichigo background story. You're getting information on all the captains. We get uh, the head captain. We finally get to see his Bankai. Like, we, we knew he was strong. We knew he was a just menace to wreck with. And now it's like, oh, yeah, no, he could... Just obliterate the Soul Society if you really wanted to. Absolute monster. Yes. We find out that, you know, the original head captains were basically just a bunch of bandits that went together that were like, yeah, you know what? Maybe let's not destroy everything. Let's still just do what we want, but maybe let's not kill everybody because then... Where's the fun in that? Uh, you get, you finally get to see Kimpachi hearing his sword for the first time. Yep. And it's like, oh, this motherfucker was a super badass and he was limiting himself to the point that he was essentially nothing. Like, could you actually imagine that? Yeah. Most everyone around him was leveling up and this entire time he's been leveling down. Yes. And I wouldn't even say leveling down. He just wasn't going anywhere. He was just straight plateaued and still better than everyone else with a base on Pacto. He didn't even have a Shikai unlocked. He, he, it's like he put 300 pounds on himself and then one battle, he almost dies. Here's 10 pounds. So it's still completely not himself, but it's like, ah, here's, here's a little bit off. Here's another little bit off. Here's another little bit off. And now it's like, oh, this is who I actually am. He gets to release himself and he gets to find out what his Shikai is. So it's just, well, eventually. So you get that. Yes, still getting Kisuke Urahara. He's still like, okay, we find out more about him, and you're just like, wait a second. Now I actually know nothing about him still. Because it's like, you get a little bit of sprinkle, and you're like, what? wait, what? It's definitely a man of mystery. That's yes. Yeah, he, he is still a mystery. Because, yeah, he, he was able to shoot down, what's that, Quincy's name? I wrote it down as Jail. 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 Kyogi Opie. Yes. Yeah, there, there it is. I wrote down, thank you for pulling up. But, yeah, he shot him down when he was, you know, he let his guard down, and yep. he almost officially killed killed him but of course jail wasn't used his ability jail to trap ichigo just in time but yep there's that and we know he's made a pact with someone yep I mean, we, eventually we're gonna spoil who that someone is you can infer who it is but right. yes and then you know you're getting as far as like you get the real side of Byakuya. Like, I'll be honest, that had me kind of like, oh, man, that's kind of just in the feels about what he he was finally asking Ichigo for help. Oh, when he was the, finally, like, The fact that facing the it. man was able to feel fear yep. for the first time and rely on somebody he thought he would never have to rely on. 
Yep. To not even just save him, but to save all of Soul Society. Yep. And then, of course, you know, awesome battles. So just everything from the first 300 episodes has been leading up to everything we're getting in this last one. Because, you know, you're finally going to see the new head captain. you got to see his Bankai Shinji's. We never saw Shinji's Bankai. I'm assuming we're going to find that out, which... I've heard it's coming soon, it's, and I'm excited. So you get so much that if it wasn't for basically getting through the first 300 episodes of Bleach, yes, it would still be amazing, but I don't know if it would have that same pull that it would have now that we've watched all the episodes. It's just the fact that you had all that character building yep. for 300 and some episodes to still have more to learn. Yep. And I think one of like the big ones that you missed, learning Unahana's backstory. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, that yeah. is something that I never thought would have been. And so menacing. Like, she played it off so good. She did. She is scary. Like, yes. No. <laughs> for being a healer and why she's a, the healer. I thought that was a beautiful connection, too. Oh, it really yes, was. It, was. It, it is beautiful, but yeah, she is... It took 300 episodes of us feeling like, oh, yeah, she's just the quiet healer in the background, but this entire just time... Just kidding. She, just kidding. She was actually one of the worst ones, <laughs> and she's a healer because she loves fighting that much. And I will say, I rewatched Bleach... And I was looking, like, do we ever see that scar? Nope. The always, scar on her chest? Always had the always hair had in front it of covered. Always. Uh, oh, so yeah. She, she always, always, had, it, she always had it come down, and then she had it braided in front of her chest so you could never see it. Interesting. Yep. That's right. Yeah, like, she always looked weird that way. I never I never cared for her as a character. <laughs> but that's what made her look weird. innocent. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But now, with just the hair full out. Oh, and yeah. And then just that bonkai that she had. Yeah, just, she, like... Slit her hand and the, her blood covered her sword. Yep. It was oh, such a good episode. Such a good scene. There was so many good scenes in this entire series. It was so so insane. All right. Well, since we're talking about good scenes, let's get a couple of our favorite scenes right okay. out the open. Tyler, what was your favorite scene? Oh, God. There's a lot. Uh-huh. I think the most, like, I have two favorites and I can't choose between both. Okay. And they also got to kind of tie into my favorite character. <laughs> okay. So it would be Ichigo. Okay. One, when he got into the Soul Society, when he was able to break out of Kyuge's jail. Uh-huh. Okay. And everybody felt his presence and the fact that it took the Quincy's to get them to stop yep. just by having him come in. Yep. He didn't even know what was fully going on just yet. I mean, he had good sense of it because of everybody's spiritual pressure fading. Yep. Right. But the instant he got mad and just took off from Byakuya, you stunned an army that wasn't afraid of anything. Yep. They were taking on captains and weren't even worried. And now you got a substitute coming in and scaring the <laughs> shit out of you. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. And then just like the pure anger and rage he had when he first met Yuaba and just let it all out and was trying to just defend and stall as long as he could. It was just, it was like a high emotion scene. <laughs> yep. And then probably my second favorite oh, one is. Don't say them both. Just don't in say case. both. Just in fair, case. Fair. I'll, I'll say it after. <laughs> oh, wait. I don't want to ruin someone else's. What would you Matt? What, what was your favorite scene? So my favorite scene gives me chills every time I watch it. Honestly, it was the very beginning. Oh, the beginning. Okay. Yes, yeah, seeing everything happen. The first Getsuga Tensho. Like, I get chills thinking about it. Just the anticipation, the wait. And it was, it's never worth waiting 10 years, but it was worth <laughs> the wait. Especially with the updated graphics to yes. it. Yes. This is when they yellow that that signature move. Yep. Gets a good ten show. That yep. Bankai. Oh, those are just beautiful. So you want to know a little fun fact? 
first Getsuga Tensho was at 8 minutes and 34 seconds. (laughs) I took note of that. Because it's going to be the first of many. Yes. And just, it was as close to perfect as I could I could think it would oh yeah and you have to start your first episode of the series after ten and a half years that way too yep you need to just go balls to the walls get th- throw out everybody's favorite thing get straight on- into Bankai straight into gets a good ten show uh-huh. and and the fact that they could get the all the voice actors except for Chad back in their characters oh is that how that worked out yep everybody okay. but Chad was back as far as voice actors were concerned. So that added, just compounded it because it's like you got drawn back, especially for me, it got drawn back into being like a teenager just watching it with mouth wide open and just in full amazement. I guess I never really realized that Chad had a different voice actor. Yep. They, the, I, I never really fully paid attention to Chad a whole lot. So I guess I didn't notice it because he I only mean, had a Chad, few lines. He yeah. doesn't talk much. Yes. I, I'll be completely honest. The different voice actors are very similar. They are they're very close so at least they did that and yeah i'm i have no idea what the details are about why they got a different voice actor all i know is it's somebody new still sounds really good still suits the the individual very well i wouldn't have really picked up on it because when i finished bleach back then i finished it in japanese and i never rewatched the entire thing in english i rewatched like the first couple seasons in english but that was still so long ago so i i don't think i would have really (laughs) picked up on his english voice that's a plus side with i didn't get an anime until i wouldn't say more recently but it was at least six years ago yeah and i just watched bleach for the first time i think a year and a half ago okay so i i I unfortunately didn't or luckily unfortunately however you look at it i didn't have the grueling ten and a half year wait like (laughs) most people did yeah but even that year wait that i had and that was without it being spoiled that it was coming back yep definitely oh the it was so good Uh, yeah you just so happened to watch it and finish it just in time for this new arc to come out i think i i Got up to the last arc, which was him trying to get his Soul Reaper powers back. Yep. And then it was looking like a filler, so I stopped watching it. I think like six months went by and this had Thousand Year Blood Wars coming back at the end of the year. And I'm like, time to finish it. <laughs> uh, Johnny Bosch is the voice actor for Ichigo. For Ichigo? Yes. Okay. Uh, he does do, he has done quite a few other characters. Uh, just to kind of name a few, he was Vash the Stampede. Oh, wow. Yep. Let's see. He is also in My Hero Academia. He's Gyu, the water Hashira. Oh, he was Gyu. Is he the one that's always like about peace? Big buff dude? No. The... No, Gyu Tamiok. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. He's actually, the, he's the first one that you see. The very first Hashira. Because he was going to kill Nezuko and yep. Tanjiro to like. Yeah, he's, he's the water okay. hashira. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, we haven't seen him in so long. I kind of forgot what his voice he wasn't, sounded like. He wasn't really relevant in the second season. I haven't watched the third season yet, so it, I don't he's know. He's zero. He's a no-show. He's only in season one. He'll have his own season at some point. Um, He is... Apparently, we're just going to go through all of his IMDb, but he's Zora in Black Clover. So the guy with the mask. Okay. Love him. Some random person in Sword Art Online. He plays a couple characters in Kill la Kill. I know, uh, Lance, you liked that series. I watched it, but I can't say I remember much about it. He played a bunch of characters in Naruto Shippuden. He was the main character in Code Geass. Lelouch. All right. I'm not saying anything for... Oh, he w- he played Renton, Renton in Elreka 7. Did not know that. This is awesome anime content right here. <laughs> 
So, yeah, I'm not seeing anything for... Uh, yeah, so just a quick rundown of everything he does. So he's in a lot of stuff. And, yeah, definitely did an amazing job reprising Ichigo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lance, what about you? What's your uh, favorite scene? Well, I'm surprised my two favorite scenes which I would have thought were going to be the two biggest takeaways mentioned, but I'll, I'll say my top one, and that was Yamamoto's fight. Okay, yeah. The fight with him versus the fake Yuhobak. The okay. north, south, east, west moves coming out, yep. seeing how fucking powerful he really is. I loved, maybe it's just a, you know, I love firepower kind of stuff anyway, so it kind of leaned heavily into that, but he was fucking awesome. And they also threw kind of some kind of zombie-esque kind of shit in there too with his south ability and i love zombies so <laughs> not necessarily zombies i know it's skeletons and bring it back from the dead but it's still can, that resurrection that, aspect right it's this so the esque is kind of thrown in there but still i thought that was cool interesting totally left field yep so i thought that was cool i agree that one was really good uh tyler let's give you your second favorite one so my second one is probably when ichigo's new sword got finished okay and just the mass amount of spiritual pressure he released once his full power got awakened evaporated the water around him yeah is insane and it was quick but it's just showing his true potential on what he can actually do now yeah of course so excited for that you know he the Swords maker guy, uh, drawing a blank on his name at this moment. I have it written down, but he he was not surprised in the slightest. Oh, Etsy, oh, Etsy, the Maya. Yeah, that one. That's that's what it is. Like he wasn't surprised, and of course, all the I guess whatever those women were helpers. Yeah, though those were other Zanpakuto. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. So all the all the Zanpakuto. We're surprised, but he was just like, eh, yep, I saw this coming. Yeah, I mean, not only did he see that coming, but, like, at the first trial, he also saw that he was going to fail that trial to begin with anyway. Mm-hmm. He knew what Ichigo was before Ichigo knew what he was. Yeah, that's weird. Why would he know? I mean, you've also, one of the, you created the Zanpakuto. You, he shares feelings with all the Zanpakuto, so he knows. He knows everything. I mean, he knew about Zengetsu and old man Zengetsu in his sword, and he knew it wasn't his sword. Right. That's just strange. Yeah, so it, I'm not too surprised. And, you know, he's in the, the Soul King's Palace, so he can see everything if he wants to. We'll just, we can go with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd already mentioned my second favorite scene, which was the Byakuya and Ichigo scene. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow, you guys both went, like, on more sentimental kind of favorite scenes. Well, ba- Byakuya was definitely, he was probably my favorite favorite uh captain from the main series yeah he was cold he was badass yes he had a lot a lot of respect for him back then he he was very righteous but then you know he was like you know maybe i did fuck up i'm not living to this the life that i told my wife i was gonna live and so i I really like that so he was definitely uh, that scene right there was very very emotional to me. Okay. Okay, well, I went balls to the walls with fighting <laughs> scenes because Kenpachi's scene with him fighting... Unohana. Unohara. Yeah, Unohara was no, my Hana. name. It's Hana. Hana. Sorry. Yes. I didn't <laughs> see her on the character sheet. her and Kisuke together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Kenpachi fight, just him getting more and more awake and... Her killing him every couple seconds just so he get a little bit more stronger. Yep. Her, as we'd mentioned, her Bankai release is just bone chilling. Or even skin melting. 
to the bone <laughs> because Ken Pachi's had half his face melted off. Same with yes. hers. Same with hers, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I completely understand those scenes. Technically, my scene was a, an, an action scene. It was just the second one that wasn't, so. Right, right, right. I think if I had to choose an action scene that just kind of represented how badass someone is, it was probably when you had three of the Quincy's who already defeated who they were going against, and that's a mass amount of people. And they all three try to jump on Yama, and he literally just explodes with fire, kills all three of them just keeps walking like it was nothing yeah i can see that and it's still the fact that the five and squad zero are still stronger than him yes which is scary because we haven't seen it yet that is very true i also like the fact that they brought up that beyond just being very strong they had to have produced something that would stand the test of time Mm -hmm. like something that had to go in the history books was the reason they were worthy beyond just being strong yeah like oh oh, i'm gonna have to to relook at it man just the fact that he created the zanpakuto which everybody uses yep yeah that was super insane so picking a fight scene if I had to pick a different fight scene, you know, pretty much all the fight scenes kind of happened in the first half of this, like the first six episodes, seven-ish episodes. Right. I was going to say, nothing really happened in the final half. The final half, I think the most badass part was when they killed White. Yep. When Misaki literally just let it bite her and just Yep, that was super cool. It. Oh, White? I thought he was black. He's black, but he's called White. Yeah, His they called him White. Oh, that that Hollow? Yep, that yeah. Hollow's name is White. Oh, I missed that. What the hell? Which is why, you know. They only referenced that a handful of times. It wasn't much. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it was only like two or three times. Well, I suppose the Kenpachi fight was on the second half. That was like episode seven or eight, the Kenpachi fight. Well, either way, it was after when, after the Quincy's had left. Yes, and I'm trying to think. So it's episode nine. Nine. Okay. I don't know. I can't really pick a, a different fight scene. All of them were either mentioned or they're just all good. Yeah, they really are. This whole season was very good. Pacing was super good. The artwork, the animation was super good. Very descriptive. Yes. I just, I loved it all. So happy we watched it. So happy we watched it again in English because this is really the only mention. Because as any of our short flight listeners know, we watched this dubbed. We watched this subbed when it came out last. Was that fall? Fall, yeah. So it was held up the test of time. Oh, for sure. Six (laughs) months. Yeah, we watched it then in Japanese. We watch it now in English, and it's just excellent to, one, just watch it again, and yep. two, pick up a little bit more detail so that we can talk about much more. Yeah, but I think now is a good time to take a break. Hey, Toasties. I'm Missy, here with my bestie, Johnsy. Hey, y'all. Do you like mind-blowing crime cases, spooky tales, and debating theories? What a clinky dink! so do we. Grab your beverage and be a part of our Toasted Shenanigans on your favorite podcast app. You can even send us a story or drink suggestion. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or at ToastedShenanigans.com. And welcome back from our break. Something new that we would like to start doing while we have a special guest is a truth and lies section. So we asked Tyler to come up with anything that he thought was fitting. And I'll let you explain what you've come up with. Yeah, so I tried to come up with like a two truths and a lie type. And it kind of came up hard to find something. (laughs) So I kind of just have a couple facts. And I'm going to have... 
Matt and Lance try to figure out which ones are lies, which ones are truth. And the thing is, they could all be lies. They could all be truths. That's for them to decide. And, of course, you at home can also play along. Because you're just out there listening. So yeah, let's see if see if they can stop take a us. second, pause it, write down your answers. <laughs> let us know how you did. Pop quiz. We'll be asking later. Yeah. All right. So what we're gonna do is Tyler's gonna read off everything in order, and then we'll go back one by one where me and Matt will decide whether it's true or false. Yeah, we'll just have a quick discussion and see yep. see what we think. And we're gonna have. You answer first because Matt's going to have a lot more knowledge with the manga. Right. Because it shows more panels. It gets more in-depth. Right. So we'll have you try to answer first. I yeah. guess we're also seeing how in-depth I paid attention to the manga. So here we go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You got a little bit extra content going. All right. So fact one. There's only well, two. Let's, statement one. Statement, statement one. one. Yes. There's only two dual-wielding Soul Reapers. Okay. Next. I do know the answer to this. Okay. I thought we were doing... Oh, I thought you were going to read them all off and, I, and then well, start over. Matt wanted to do... I read it. And yeah, then let's just do one at a time. Okay, one time. Okay, sure. Okay. I feel like I've kind of cheated. Okay. When I, I think I remember something being said that there's three. Okay. Because if that's going to be the same, Ichigo at the end of this season, or at the end of this core, is a dual wielder now. And we have the dude who got his eyes shot in, like, Shinsui. 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 There it is. The butterfly, dude with, like, the pink kimono, I think it was. He's got dual wielding. That's all I can officially remember. Okay. So... My memory says two. My cheating side says that there's three. Oh, so my question is, at, from what point? Are we talking from the end of this core? Beginning to end. Okay. Because okay. the thing is, I, I can't really say it without spoiling the potential answer. Okay, I'm going to go... <sighs> I'm going to go with the cheating side and say three because I, I recently read that. So, do you not remember who uh, the individuals were? So, you, it's Shinsui is, yeah. is one. That's pretty obvious because we, you know, saw him. We saw at the end of this core that Ichigo had two, yeah. which for anybody watching the opening credits, you got to see Ichigo walking. Fucking hated that. <laughs> Alec, if you're listening, this is why Matt and I fucking skip intros. Because they spoil too much. But when you and I were watching it during the short flights, you did not notice that little segment. No, because I skipped That's why I always skip the intro scenes, (laughs) because it it spoils too much of the season. Exactly. Okay, so you think three, but you can't think of who the third one is? I can only name two, yeah. Okay. Obviously, but yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm going to cheat because of the internet and say three. Okay, so there is three. You have to remember Ukatake. Who is that exactly? Jushiro. Jushiro, yes. He's the white hair. The and sick in the one. original Bleach, he was sick. Well, he's still sick. He's but still yes. sick, but he, he was fine in this one. He has the white hair. He's another captain. Yes, he's the other captain. So he's the one. He's Shunsui's like, best friend. Yes. Okay. When... If you saw him, you would know who he is. Okay, I can't say I remember. I think I've ever seen him on this character sheet, but I can't remember anything like, like about his move sets or anything like that. You, I, I think you see it, but not. You don't get to see enough. very much. You, Basically, he's your typical anime trope where he was too strong, so they just made him sick, and that's why he's not too strong. Nerfed. <laughs> they nerfed him. Yeah. Okay. So yes, it's those you three. Got plot armor and you got plot nerfing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Three. Yep. It's three. All right. So at the end of this arc, there's yeah, three, three official. Okay. Yes. So two. Orihime's Soten Keshun made the first hollow kill on the arc. In this arc? This arc. Thousand Year Blood War? Just this arc. Damn, we're going back to episode one right here. (laughs) 
Okay, I remember her defending an attack. I don't remember if that necessarily killed him. So you just got to guess at this point. You know, I don't know how your mind is working on this so, kind of shit. Little little hint, the only thing that's on the screen when the hollow dies is a hollow. You do not see a single person. So it's knowing the attack. Because, yes, her Sontan Keshun has defense, uh-huh. and it's known for its defense. It has also got heavy attack. Because okay. she's got three of them, two are for defense and her shield, and there's one that's main for used for attack. Okay, well, the way you're setting this up makes me feel like, yes, she was the one to set the first kill. But at the same time, I'm going to go with my gut and be like, no, nah, Ichigo is the one that came in and sliced the hollow to save the other Soul Reaper and killed him doing that. So I'm going to go with Ichigo as the first kill. Not, so I'm not also going to go with no... And I'm only going to say no because it's very. You have to infer. You have to assume that that was what happened. And I'm going to go with no because she can't even block a soul reaper, or she can't even take out a soul reaper. So I'm just going to go with no. It is no. Yeah. It wasn't Getsu who took the first one, but in this one, it's it's yellow, and sometimes Keshun is also yellow. So I was going to try to see if I could throw you guys off with just the coloring. <laughs> Because you would think for Ichigo's first big move of killing a hollow, you would see it. But this happens where you just see the attack coming off a screen, and that's it. Oh. <laughs> Lance is like, oh, thank God I was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you're throwing me off. I'm like, I don't know if you're trying to... It's the trick. Like, I don't know where your mind goes on all these <laughs> wannabe tricky things yet. Like, that's why we have to get used to these kind of things. All right. Number three. Six total Bankais were stolen. Ooh, do I have to think about totals? All right. So, Ice Boy, Byakuya. So, so, Toshiro. Toshiro, thank you. Ice Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think real, real, real fast. So, Toshiro, Byakuya. Uh. Uh, Yamamoto. Oh, okay. Uh, drinking's clearly kicking in too much. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to sit here for. It's a drinking analogy, man. Yeah. Getting to you. <laughs> I don't want to sit here for ten minutes trying to figure this out. Uh, I'm gonna go. Six. Six sounds fair. So I'm gonna go with yes, just because. So it's five. You're saying five? Am I right? You were wrong. I'm wrong? It is six. It is six. So we know it's Byakuya, Toshiro. You have Soyphone. You have Soyphone. Yeah. You have, you have um, the dog. Uh, oh. I can't remember his name. I think it's Kru. Uh, Komamura. So you have Komamura, Soyphone. You have Toshiro, Byakuya, Yamamoto. And Sasaki base. Sasaki base is the lieutenant, very first one you see in the first step, or the second Bankai you see in the second ep- or first episode. The one who gets because shoved over, into yeah, the fucking wall Overkill with a uses arrow. it on Yama, and Yama oh, goes, yeah. "This isn't what you perfected this for," and just kills him. Yep. So that was there was six total. I was thinking of captains. So yes, yes. Good thing I didn't say captains Bankai. You're, you're right. You're <laughs> right. How many do you have? Two more. Two more? All right, cool. Four. Yama's Bankai West burns at 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. 27 sounds off. I want to say it was like 15. Hey, no research. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to say false. I... Yeah, I'm going to say false. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's false. I'm pretty sure it's 15 million or is it 150 million? You both are wrong. Isn't it? It's 15 million Celsius. Well, I was going to say... into 27 million... Fahrenheit, which I did specify in the question, Fahrenheit. Fuck. Gotcha. Okay. Trickiness. Well, I was going to say, I was about to say 15 million Celsius, so, which I don't know what that converts to, so I guess... Okay. I'll I'll give you that one. We were our... You you were right. You were right in the right... 
or in like the right aspect. But that's why I kind of changed up the wording okay. to mess with you a little bit. Yeah. Did a little converting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll get right into number five yeah, right away. Like, I, I was sneaky. right. You, you All right. Udio is considered a special threat. That's I say. Yeah. Yeah. He's a special threat. No. 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 So they don't, Matt's right, they don't go fully in depth on who all the special threats are. They only verbally announce two. Yes. And that's Ichigo and Aizen. Okay, okay. Technically three. Kampachi. Okay. Uh, I, I did miss that one, but Kampachi is the other one. You see the other two. They just don't mention it. Okay. So, I guess I guess it kind of just went with the flow. I'm like, yeah, do you I can see it. Do you think saying all five spoils anything? I don't really think it does. Um, well, so... As of today, one, we already... One thing I want to mention is the moment that Yuhabak mentions that Kampachi is a special threat is when he's holding him by the throat. And he's like... You're more just in the fact that Kampachi's being held by the throat. Yes. So I don't. I didn't even pay attention to what he was saying. I was like, "This motherfucker's just gonna choke slam him." Yeah, because basically he was or like, "Rip his throat out." That's kind of what I thought was gonna happen. Essentially, he was like, "Is this really you, Kampachi? I considered you to be a special threat." Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Basically, like talking him up and down at the same time. So yeah, that one I figured he would get because of the manga. Um, but the other two is. Does I don't think it spoils anything. Uh, I'm you would know because Sam, you know the other two. Sam and Lance can cut him out if need be. Okay, fair. So the other two are Kisuke Urahara. Kisuke and, and Urahara? No, Kisuke, no, Kisuke. Urahara. That's his oh, first that's name. Oh, that's Kisuke's last name? Yeah. Oh. Well, that's his first name, but yes. Oh, Urahara, Kisuke, yeah. I thought Urahara was uh, that check. The that's check. Uno. Uno. You're, you're okay. mixing them two together. Yeah, they're not every even time. Couple. Okay, it's, okay. It's really hard to say, but I do know the difference between the right, So, right. and this one, you might not know because he only mentions the name, I think, twice, is Ichibe. He's in Squad Zero, and he's the big, bald dude. Yeah, nobody's going to know that. Oh, yeah, no one's going to know that. Why Why wouldn't everybody in Squad Zero be a special threat? Uh, there's a specific reason. So, okay. can I go into the reason for Ichibe? No. Okay, that'll leave out. <laughs> I guess because we don't know anything about him. Yes. That's okay. You, I, that think that stu- I think that stuff is fair. I'm going to leave this all in. So... For anybody that doesn't remember, I know Tyler kind of mentioned it. Ichibe is the individual that Ichigo talks to and was like, hey, how did we get into the Soul Palace? I thought we needed a key. And he's the guy that's talking about the Soul Key. And he shows his arm and it's like, it is, we are the Soul King. Or we, we are the Soul Key. It is essentially us. And it's then a, talks about Aizen. He, he mentions how it's infused with like their bones. Yes. Yep. And how Aizen wanted to re- basically recreate. Recreate. That's the word I was kind of going for. The soul key. Like replicate. Key. That's the word I was going yes. for. And I mean, Kisuke. Whew. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say about Kisuke. There's something up with that guy. That's really all we, like. The fact that we're 300 plus episodes in and he is still We know mystery. nothing. No nothing. His genius shows from time to time and it's scary and that's nothing. Wait, which one is Kisuke? Kisuke. Hat clogs. Yeah, he's the guy that's banished from the Soul Society. Green trench coat helps Ichigo through everything. The white and green hat. He's the guy that shoots. Oh, fuck. I'm looking at last names. Fart. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I've, we've been correcting yeah, myself left Urahara. and right. Now I'm looking at Urahara. Yes. Kisuke, he's in the human world. Yep. Yes. Sorry, I thought you were talking about some other someone else. He's the super genius. Yes. I Okay, I did obviously assume that there was something way beyond our knowledge that he was something. Because... Yep. 
one, he got banished. Two, he's he's got all this technology that is just so fucking crazy. You know, call like the Hokioku. He literally created an Aizen embedded with it. Yeah, he created the Hokioku. What's that's Hokioku? the the thing that was inside Rukia that essentially gave Aizen immortal life. Fuck, dude, that was a long time ago. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> but I know Matt, you love Bleach a lot, and Tyler, you're relatively recent on it but me and dude it's been like 10 years yeah i don't i don't blame you for not knowing it but he is a lot smarter than what we know of for now basically they kicked him out for being too smart right yeah and i'm totally on board with that like i I did also kick him out because they thought he was the reason behind everything so he got kicked out because he was framed by aizen for the holification of the soul reapers which started the visards yes which was I actually I think like six hundred years prior or something like that. It was it was, it was, a, it was yeah. before Ishin was captain. Yes, uh, very very long time ago. There were a lot of things that Kisuke did that really they looked the other way for. We could put it that way. Um, and Mayuri was essentially his subordinate at that time. When and you know how fucked up Mayuri is, so I couldn't imagine how messed up Kisuke is because they were probably very similar. Sorry, why did Blake and Lou? Mayuri is. Mayuri is the the dude with like the. He's the head of research and development. Okay, yes. that guy. Okay, yeah. You can say the. His Bankai is a giant centipede. Slug. Slug. Something. It's, it's a slug. something. It's yeah. a slug. Okay, that's that's ring of some. I've only seen it once, and that was. Well, that's how we see it at that point. I know it'll come out more. I would assume. Anyway, uh, so question. Speaking of Kisuke. Who do you guys think Kisuke made a deal with? Okay, well, I'm already spoiled. Tyler, do you know? Regarding what? So, remember, Kisuke made a deal with a certain individual in Waco Mundo. The one who they were trying to hide after Cone? Oh, that's Grimjo. Yes. Okay, okay. Okay. All right, just for our audience, when Cone had a projector screen coming (laughs) out of his head, and and that's when Ichigo was able to talk to Kisuke... And then they're like, there's someone back here and he wants to talk. But then everybody, like, uh, Chad or him, they were trying to keep him in the distance. Like, don't let anybody see him. Yes. If you recognized his voice, you can pick him out. And the little bit that you get to see of him. Also, it doesn't help that the first time that I watched it, I had subtitles on because I watched it in Japanese. Okay. And it literally says, Grim (laughs) Jowl. That's what he says, yeah. I did not. It did it in in English, too, because Amber's got subtitles on because she can't read. Oh, I, I love subtitles. Period. I'm, so, uh, yeah. like, it, it literally says Grimjow because he's off scene. You can't yeah, yeah, see him, exactly. so it says who's saying it. So it spoiled it in that way. The original Japanese did not spoil it. It might not have. It might have been the English that did it, but it does say it in the English subtitles, hundred percent. Oh damn! Because yeah, when me and Matt were watching Short Flights, they, they didn't spoil it. Or at least Crunchyroll didn't. I can't say Hulu might. No Hulu. Hulu. It was, remember, this has always been Hulu. Oh, sh- it yeah, was Hulu. Was, yes, this was Crunchyroll. Original Bleach was on Crunchyroll, but right. then, no. Thousand Year Blood Wars. Oh, it was animation. No, it was all Hulu. Was it? Thousand Year Blood Wars, all Hulu. And then people outside of the U.S. was... Disney Plus. Right. Kind of mad that it wasn't on Disney Plus. For us Americans <laughs> who fucking pay 
for Disney Plus, like, regardless, just fucking give it to us. You're giving it to them, just give it to us, too. Yeah. Yeah, I can't complain. I There's so many anime groups that I'm in that are people are complaining because they can't watch, like, half the stuff we watch. I'm like, eh, I just have to watch it on a different subscription. I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to pay for fucking four or five different subscriptions. We got Hulu, Crunchyroll, High Dive. Netflix. Netflix. Jesus fucking Christ, you keep on going. This is getting ridiculous. I might as well just resubscribe to or repay for uh satellite. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just well just learn Japanese and just get on Japanese satellite. Just... Well then I need VPN and all that fun stuff, so oh. I gotta pay for a VPN. Can we just cancel subscriptions and everybody just refund Toonami to come back and we just watch it? Well Toonami's still a thing, but you know, they play like two shows a a night, so plus they're behind the times. They're not, yeah, they're super behind. Okay. They're not gonna play new stuff. They play Zoids. I'll be a happy boy. Zoids is coming back, by the way. I'm excited. After thirty years, you know Zoids is thirty years old. That old? Yeah, I remember playing with Zoids when I was a child. I I do too. I remember I, when I it was on Zoids. TV. Uh-huh. But then I saw the thing, and I'm like, it's 30 years. No, there's no way it's 30 years old. And then my wife's like, we're that old. It's like, <laughs> I'm yeah. not even 30 yet, and it makes me feel old. Like, no, it's 30 years, and I love that show. Yes. Damn. Yeah, I feel old. But that's okay. I, I'm still young at heart. It's okay. And I have the, uh, no mind. <laughs> I won't go there. As far as that is concerned, yes, it was Grim Joe. I know I pseudo-spoiled it for Lance. Yeah, you 100% spoiled it, because I did not put two and two together. Yes. I, he's the only Iran car with a hole in his gut, so okay, pretty easy to tell. Which is one thing that you don't really notice in the manga that you get to see in the anime. Oh, so it's more apparent in the anime? Yes. Okay. I really can't wait to find out more about Kisuke, because he's truly the only character that we're like we know so much and absolutely nothing at the same time right like we know he's always there yes but at the same time like i love his what are you capable of yes yes definitely um his excuses on why he's places like when he is just happens to be outside ichigo's window (laughs) he's like oh there was a bunch of hollows so i just happened to be around it's like what oh no he made a stupid excuse about in this season like why he's outside his window why are you outside my window i'm always said your window yeah exactly <laughs> oh god what so i want to say it's he either he does say a little bit more like oh there was a bunch of uh there's a bunch of there was an iran car in the area or a bunch of hollows in the area and i'm always outside your window like he he made it a little bit more like maybe in the manga but in the yeah. anime it was super quick <laughs> it was just it was i'm always outside your window <laughs> but the, yeah there was a tad bit extra but it was it had nothing to do with hollows or anything okay like yeah i don't i don't remember what it was but that was really funny it just okay. he's just so random yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's a lot of fun. Uh, I would feel a little bit remiss if we didn't like start breaking down Yuhubak. Okay, because he is the main villain of this entire arc. So let's let's just start breaking him down. Okay, so, I'm I'm gonna have a lance um, high horse for a second. The spelling is Y U J A B A C H. I will let you figure out however you want to say it, but there's no E at the end, so I don't know. Where the English dub came up with this name? I don't know. Okay, so for everyone to understand, the English dub says Yuhabaha. Yes. It's just Yuhaba. Yes. So get rid of that last ha. Just it's Yuhaba. It's like a, a trend. It's almost like they were looking at the Japanese word and the Japanese translation at the same time. Right. So Lance describing, get rid of the last ha. I know you guys have seen Black Clover. It just reminds me. Ha ha! What's going through my head? Yeah, not that crazy blonde hair guy. 
but yeah, so yeah. that has nothing to do with like our German roots or anything like that. It's just literally say, pronounce it and say it the way it's supposed to be. Well, at least the end. Like, so you ha bah. Like, say the last word as the last word. Like, don't try stop. and yeah. yes. And just stop. That's, that's where it ends. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that yes, everybody understands. So going into you Abbas, like just his strategic planning. The fact that he told Yama, well, he had his army tell Yama, three days. Yep. We'll be there in three days. But he said, Kilgi Opi to Ekomundo to Poland Ichigo. And that was literally his only goal was for him to run into Kilge. Because as soon as they locked fight, the fight, they instantly invaded. Because his only job was to lock him in Ekomundo. Yes. Okay, so what you're saying is Yuhabak, his main goal was to trap Ichigo? Yes. So he okay. could not get to the Soul Society. Okay. Because you gotta rem- you gotta think, if Ichigo never did get to Soul Society, they would have killed everybody. Sure. Yes. Yeah. The only reason they won, I wouldn't necessarily <sighs> say won, but survived, is because he was able to stall them out long enough for their time to run. Okay, I, I only give my gasp because in theory his goal would have been met but at the same time Yuhaba went and talked with Aizen who also fucked with Yuhaba's like time frame yes. because he kept them there I don't exactly remember every they don't pump. say a time okay they, they don't say time but he's like I thought I was only in there for minutes but he messed with my time uh, judgment of time yeah so clearly Aizen kept him there much longer than Yuhaba had wanted to be down there to begin with Yes. Which also, which is why I was trying to get back to was, I don't remember all of Aizen's powers, but Aizen, despite Ichigo coming or not, it kind of worked out anyway. Like, so. That's what I'm trying to say. If Ichigo is, came or not, it was going to work out I don't regardless. think it was, I don't, it was, I don't know if Aizen has abilities in that form. Actually, yeah. doesn't he? Because it isn't that's his, the part, isn't his Zampot Toe infused into him. Yes. So that explains why he was able to do it, because you look at him, you're looking at his Zampot. So. Aizen's Zanpakuto has the ability to completely alter everything. So it can make you see whatever he wants you to see. Okay, it can make you feel whatever he wants you to feel. It can make you... So he can essentially... Complete mind control. Yes. It's not just mind. It's complete control of everything. Which is why he was able to beat Shinji in his Shikai. Because all his does is it inverses and basically it just kind of makes everything go in different directions. It's all inverted. Left is right, right is left. Well, it's a lot more than that, but yes. Oh, I'm glad you're saying this now because I don't remember shit about Shinji. So that is why... Aizen defeats Shinji is because Aizen's Bankai does everything. All your senses, your mind, your vision, every single aspect when it comes to an individual. So he can make you think that you've been in a locate, you've been standing there for 30 seconds, when in actuality you've been standing there for days. So he basically being the kind of asshole that he is where he's just fucking with Yuhaba. Right. He, so he, for our for like the hero's sake, he was just fucking with him just because. Yeah, he was doing it because he could. The, literally the only reason. He Aizen does not care about the Soul Society. Yeah. Right. They have it's like he said, we have the same goal, but I'm not gonna fight with somebody for the same goal. Yes. Right. If he's because gonna he, destroy he it, he's gonna do it on his, his own. 
like or he disagreed with his ideology or something like well that and eisen is still a soul reaper yeah so he is not going to partner with the quincy yes wants to eradicate soul reapers yes so uh he's gonna just kind of mess with them because you know he can right just to put a little bit of this in perspective my wife and i were playing Catan today yeah and the very first uh settlement that we were both trying to make yes. was basically on the same exact piece so we both <laughs> went back and forth for like 15 turns trying to get this one piece getting fucked over by the robber and stuff like that like i finally have enough piece or enough cards to finally settle all i need to do is survive my next round and of course both of us get fucking <laughs> robbed we have to burn all our hands so we're getting fucked with and the point is we were burning way too much time just to get one tiny piece yeah you could have gone any other direction we could have gone anything you pretty much could have finished the board by the time yeah we spent way too much time trying to fight over one <laughs> single piece i don't exactly remember why this was gonna tie in <laughs> um, perception of- perception of time perception of time yeah like yeah it was just we fought over one stupid spot to see who the first one could get it that's the point i guess yeah but yeah so just his ideology and how he thinks about war in general literally used Kilgate, not not Kilgate specifically that he was there for that specific reason but the fact that he placed Kilgate there only to lock ichigo up from ever getting to the soul society unfortunately Kilgate probably didn't know ichigo's backstory and the fact that he's part quincy to be able to get out of a quincy barrier he, he absolutely didn't know right yeah so, he was he was just a high-end guy who and, was high on life and you about also didn't think ichigo was going to awaken his powers that fast no because he he stabbed him in the throat and was like okay well we're we will revive him and we'll bring him back and little did we know this blute vane kind of deal saved ichigo's life at that moment because that blade did go through his throat but it, his blue vein stopped Blade. Yeah. yeah, at the uh, basically at the skin, like it skin stopped. Good old paper cut depth. Yes, <laughs> and then you know for a good measure, he chops on his arm, and it's like, oh, yep, it's definitely there. Damn, I awoke in his powers. Right, and then he talks about it. The fight with Yuhaba, the just you get a perfect amount of information from him to know that you fucking hate this guy. <laughs> And he is a just somebody insanely strong, but also very good on the battlefield. Like he's definitely not somebody you want to mess with. He knows what he's doing. Yes. He's got revenge on his mind. That's for sure. After a thousand years. Yeah. And the fact that he was also able to distract Yama with his Stern Ritter that's a clone that can clone. Mm-hmm. And the fact that his clone was putting up just as good of a fight. I wouldn't say just as good. He was putting up enough of a fight to keep Yama from not noticing it was not him. Which was I that's that's still good enough to say like if you could go up against Yamamoto, you're gonna be pretty fucking powerful. And that uh, just goes to show how strong they are. Right. Yes. Well, I'm trying to remember which captain it was that made mention that, you know, these individuals are strong enough that we need to use our Bankai, but we can't. Like, essentially, they're an enemy that is Captain Plus that they can't be. I think that was Byakuya. Because he was talking to Renji, and he said that we're going to have to use our Bankais, and if they take mine, you need to use yours. Or was that uh, Shinsui talking with the one guy? Because I don't think 
he had mentioned the strength of them. It was one or the other. I don't remember exactly which one it was. But, you know, all these individuals were very, very strong and essentially the the level of a captain and beyond. Yeah, and plus, it's useless to use their Bankai because it's just going to get stolen anyway. Yep. And the thing is, they didn't know it was getting stolen right away. They thought it was getting sealed. Yes. Yeah. But which is strange because in the beginning of the anime, they made it seem, at least that's the way I took it, is that it was getting stolen. It wasn't getting sealed. So, like, they, it's not like they were saying they took my bomb. My Bankai. So, like, I just assumed it was just being absorbed, and they lost their ability to use it, and then, and then, now they have it. Not just, it cuts it off, and then, I don't know. So, the reason why they thought it was getting sealed was just because that was the talks of what was happening, but Uh then once the captains realized that once it got stolen, they couldn't hear the soul of their sword, they knew it was getting stolen, not sealed. They had no communication with their soul anymore. You have to remember, it was Sasakibe was the only individual that had it stolen. He was essentially killed, barely had any final words, and that's all they had. They had no real information to go on. And the thing is, they didn't know his was stolen. Yes. Because everybody else's Bankais were stolen before Yama fought the guy who stole it. Yes. So... They all found out it was stolen, not sealed, before Sasakibe's was shown that it was stolen. If the, if his would have came up beforehand, yep. they would have known they were getting stolen and not to use it. Right. Yeah, because the four captains had theirs stolen essentially at the same time. Right. Which, I'll be completely honest, as far as I find it funny, everybody complains about Soifon's Bankai, and now she has essentially find a different Bankai because she can't use that one anymore. Her little finger blade? No, that's not her bankai. That's the big bazooka. Oh, I know her. Her her, her shikai is the no, no, finger no, no, no. blade. Yes, her original sword is essentially the finger blade. But yes, yep. her bankai is the fucking giant bazooka. Yes, I always just find it funny that she goes from a giant, tiniest girl, from a biggest so- weapon. <laughs> oh no, not that. But like just a, a claw. She goes. That's that's basically her basic weapon is a claw. That's because it's a spear gun. <laughs> so, but it goes from you know a two hit kill to a one hit kill. So you know. I mean, your bankai is powerful. That's for sure. Yeah, that's her bankai, though. I yep. just, it, I just find it funny that you you exchange a blade for a claw. I don't know. A claw to a bazooka. Yeah, let's <laughs> just go. Let's throw some mech in here. Or yes. Something. So I, I do find it funny how hers got stolen because yeah, I wouldn't have expected soy phones to get stolen. Yeah, she could be kind of reckless, but Toshiro makes a good point, and you know they bring it up. In within the series that, you know, the Bankai is essentially a part of them. So do you think that if they really wanted to, they could make multiple Bankai? If they were to replicate their entire process, sure. Okay. But I feel like after tens or even in these uh, Soul Reapers positions, it could have even been hundreds of years. You know, their thought process are going to change. I mean, we've had a thousand years of peace. So peace changes how aggressive your nature is going to be. So I would like to imagine everybody's Bankai is going to be just a little bit more different. And now with this new threat, their Bankai is going to be just a little bit more powerful because they need to, you know, surpass that and whatever. I would be shocked if there was an exact replication of an old Bankai. Okay. So I would like to see... A new modified... So you think all four of them... Yeah. 
all four of them are going to get new Bankai. I would like to assume. And I guess I'm only going off this on like some stupid scientific kind of purposes <laughs> that I don't I don't feel like I need to dive into. But like, <laughs> I yeah. So I would like to see slight differences of okay. stuff. Okay. So what about you, Tyler? How many souls or like a spirit is inside a sword, inside a Zanpakuto? I like to say one. The stealing of their Bankai is the stealing of the soul of the sword. Because if you remember when Toshiro's got stolen, he's like, I cannot hear you anymore because the soul was taken from the sword. Yes. Is this he is cannot? This from old episodes? I don't know. This was in this one when his Bankai got stolen. Uh-huh. He said, I cannot hear you anymore. Right, right, right. They, that's when they found out they were stealing, not sealing. Yep. And so I don't think they can technically re-get their Bankai oh. without getting a new sword. Th- yes. Okay, all I'm saying is if they went back and revisited and They essentially redid the process. And redid literally everything they did up until the point. Like, technically, yes, you could replicate that exact same replica. And the only downfall is with that, though. It took them, I think, I think they said it's takes like a hundred years right to master a bankai that's a bankai but they spend the first couple hundred years just learning the sword right toshiro did it in like five so it's okay ichigo (laughs) did it in two and a half days yeah right (laughs) yeah so you know we got a process it's doable but then again if you look at the potential that we know Ichigo has now on why he was able to do it. Yeah, he's cheap. It's it's he's definitely a living cheat code, but <laughs> I they would have to completely restart the process. I don't think they have the time. No. Okay. No, yeah, time is not on their side. Unless they had another thousand years of peace. No. So I kind of cheated. We see Yamamoto essentially prove my question, which over time, thousand years, you could essentially change your Bankai. If you work at the... So the essence didn't change, but it was just the delivery changed. Toshiro talks about it, how he had spent night and day training to quote-unquote perfect his Bankai, but I guarantee you if he had another 10 years, it would have evolved again beyond right. just what he had seen as what he thought as perfection. These way of thinking about it is just leveling it up and just yes getting it better it's it's basically the infant stage of a forever growing process yeah. yes it's not going to stop changing as you as they grow more comfortable with it and learning the true capabilities of theirs but so like is but is okay, let's get so <laughs> phys- if you want to get philosophical is there going to be there is no going to be there's not going to be an end point and things are always going to be changing and there's technically not, yes there's not going to be a true form of something. The true form is always going to be changing with time as it is anyway. Well, they so if they believe that it's perfect, they're not going to train to evolve. Right. It'd be like um, it's Pokemon. You know, you have this Pokemon that you, like anybody who played like yellow or any of the originals back in the day, and you had like a Dragonair, and you didn't know that it evolved again because you know it evolves at like thirty six and then fifty six or something like that. You know, you think, oh, level like, level Dragonair evolves at fifty five. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah, okay. Whatever. <laughs> but you know, you get to fifty and you're like, you know what? That's good. It's it's strong. It's good to go. I don't think it needs to evolve ever again. It's just fine. However, it is, and it's essentially the same concept where it's like, oh, yep, nope, this is good. Exactly as it is i think it's at its highest level and i'm not gonna attempt to keep training it 
to see if there is another level beyond where it's at. Right. It's just not knowing <laughs> what it could potentially be. If you feel you also like... got to think about the aspect. If you kill the holder of your Bankai, do you get your Bankai back? What do you think? I think you do. Okay. Let's. If you kill the holder of the Bankai. So if you kill the... Um... Like if, say, Sasakibe is still alive and Yama killed the guy who stole it, he killed Overkill who stole Sasakibe's Bankai, well, I did. believe he would get his Bankai back. You think okay, Sasakibe so, would get his Bankai back? That's what I meant. Yeah, okay, like, yes. If Yama would have killed Overkill, Sasakibe would have got it back if he was alive. All right, okay. so should we, can we narrow in a little bit more? Like, if So you, Toshiro. If you kill, or not only kill the person, but if you break the item that stole the Bankai, that little pendant that stole everybody's Bankai, if you break that pendant, will the Bankai come back? Then yes, I will say yes, it'll come back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no. Because I'm going to believe that you have essentially, just like breaking your Bankai, if you break that pendant, it is now gone. Okay. So I think they have to retrain and essentially start from ground zero, as Toshiro gladly and kindly explains to us. Yep. I'm glad you did. did. Glad you did so. So Basically remake your Bankai. So it's going to be, it'll be similar because, you know. It's you. Uh, yeah, the Asushi that you pour your soul into will still pull similar things, but it's just like when you have children, they're going to all be different. Right. Every single child is different. Every single sword is different. So I think it's going to be a different... It'll be a similar but different Bankai. All right. So if you break the pendant or kill the holder of the pendant or whatever... And it's gone. You're just... That is who it is. If you break it, you kill it. Yes. You're right. Okay. What about you, Tyler? I can definitely see it. But at the same time... <sighs> I don't know. I, I guess I can see it. If it gets destroyed, it's gone, and they have to basically relearn. So what, is he going to just breathe it into his sword? I don't sword? know, man. I feel like there's <laughs> going to be some plot armor to it where they're going to be like, I got my Bankai back because I don't have a thousand years to train. I, I'm just thinking of... Um, Kuobara when he kills Byakuya. Yeah. And he's like trying to breathe in his uh, energy. Yep. And Crown was like, it doesn't work like that. You just naturally get it back. <laughs> it's, it's already all back. He's like, this oh. isn't Digimon, man. Just, you just get it back naturally. You don't have to breathe it back in. Yeah. Nope. No, I think Thousand Year Blood War is too dark that they are basically saying, nope, you have to live with what happens. Exactly. Girl, get fucked. Get yes. fucked, exactly. And so, what other things do you guys think about Yawabak? You Hobak. You Hobak. I told you I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> you Hobak. I'll just, my American side is you Wabash. <laughs> you want to throw that it's in not general? S- because it's not SCH either. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to say that. It's you Habaha. You Habaha. Baha. Are you asking like a general question? Well, just to kind of continue because I got on the side of. Kilge Opi and how smart he is uh-huh. with planning to literally get Ichigo there with well, not, him alone. Okay, yeah. We literally got to that point and have not made it <laughs> any farther. So I'm trying to like, is there other big feats of him that okay. we want to... One thing that I think we should talk about is the ability of Yuhaba to take away Quincy abilities from everybody else. Because we learned through the series that he takes away Ichigo's mom's ability literally at the worst moment of, of her life. But also, he can take away anybody's abilities so that he essentially gains those abilities back into himself. Yes. 
Yeah, because so, he can take away the powers of anybody he finds unpure. Right. Well, he can and can distribute them to whoever he wants. Yeah. Basically, he gives them to himself and then redistributes to anybody he deems worthy of said abilities. And the crappy thing is with his mom is when it happened, he literally just got his powers back. This man said, "They're mine. You're dead," and just let her die. It came at the at her it was the at her worst, worst, worst time possible. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess I'll bring it up now because. It's all good. Basically, Shinji, so his father, could tell that... Shinji's not his father. No, Shinji's not his father. Um, Ishin. 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 It's I-S-S-H-I-N. Yes. Ishin. Ishin Kiba. Yes. Ishin could tell that there was a hollow so he still had the ability to know that hollows were around but he couldn't see them so that is one distinction that isn't very clear in the anime yeah because in the anime they only touch base that he can't see them they never said he won't be able to feel them because ichigo could feel them yes actually no ichigo was able to see them right away yeah because he was born with the abilities But his father went into a fake body. Yeah, he went into the Gi Guy, which gave up his abilities of being a Soul Reaper to yep. be able to save. But he Masaki. could, so he could still see, he could still feel their presence, and so he knew that Masaki was in the area around a hollow, and the reason why he didn't go attempt to save her was because he knew that she, in theory, would be okay. He knew that she could kill her, or kill the hollow, blindfolded with her pinky toe. Yes. He just didn't expect the powers to get taken away the very instant that that happened. Right. Yeah. So that was kind of something I wanted to bring up when I brought, when I talked about it. It was, could you imagine just the devastation you would feel where it's like, oh yeah, my wife's got this, no problem, and then dead. Like, right. It's, it's just the worst case scenario. The worst of worst case scenarios. Next. You can feel the presence of both and you know the hollow's going to die and then the hollow's the only pressure you can feel. Yep. Yeah. That's, I couldn't imagine. That's fucking terrible. Uh, June 9th, by the way. Is the uh, date in which that happens? They got a fa- they got a thing with nine. Yes, apparently nine hundred years, ninety years. Nine. No, it's so it's a thousand years. No, it's oh. nine hundred years for him to awake. Nine years oh, yes, for him yes. to get his abilities. Nine years for him to. Yes, yes, you're right. Some I can't remember what the nine years are. To regain his powers. To, basically. No, that's ninety years because after ninety years is when he took Misaki's power. So, Either way, it, it was nine hundred ninety and nine, yes. and then so just died shy of nine thousand. But yeah, because then the year after is when he went after the Soul Society again. Right. I didn't write that out specifically, but yes, I did catch that up. Ninety nine hundred ninety nine, and uh, when you say it fast, it's nine hundred ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it was it just a super messed up thing that Ishin was able to know what was going on, be utterly helpless. And he does say it in the manga where he's like, I wouldn't have been able to do anything, but at least I could have gone there or like done, been there when it happened. And while he's talking to Ichigo. Did you say Shinji again? No, I said Ishin. He says Shinji. Okay. I was trying to read notes and I thought I heard Shinji. <laughs> That's why I was waiting. So that was one part of the conversation that doesn't happen in the 
in the anime that does happen on the manga is just the very specific part where he's talking about being able to feel the presence of the hollows. So, do we want to touch base on Yama? Yamamoto? Since we finally got to see Big Boy. Yeah, what about him? The f- so, hit. we finally got to see Yamamoto's Bankai. Yes. Not only did we get to see his Bankai... Yes. We got to see four different versions of his Bankai, uh-huh. which sure. is the cardinal directions of north, south, east, and west. Quick question. Which one was your guys' favorite? Well, we already know Lance. Quick to assume my zombie <laughs> my zombie fascination. Yeah, that one's pretty awesome. <laughs> Matt, what's your favorite? Should we go through them real quick? So, we have Zankana no Tashi East, which is Kol... Yo, I I won't even bother trying to say that. Lance, can do you? I wrote down just what they fucking did. So it's <laughs> that's uh, kind of what I did. <laughs> Kyo Bankai East. Yeah. So it's Kyoku Jitsu Jin is East. I have it. I do have it written down. Um, and that is so in the East. He's able to focus all of his fire power into the very tip of the blade. Yep. It doesn't create flames. It doesn't explode. It destroys everything it touches. Evaporates. Yeah. Yep. I I don't... Wouldn't say evaporate. I would say evaporate on the physics level. Just because... The only reason I don't say evaporate is because when he swung and missed and hit the ground, you saw the ground just blow up. Yeah. It disappeared. It was no longer in existence. But if we're talking about... Heat and pressure, it evaporated. Ev- okay, concrete evaporated. Evaporated. So, yes. Sorry. Fair. Nope. I mean, it's fair if we're getting... Physical. Physical. Let's get physical. <laughs> but, but yeah. All right, so East. East Every, is- all of his power was on the tip of the blade. Wherever the blade hit, it evaporated anything that it touched. Yep. And to me, East is my favorite. Just the fact that everything basically goes calm. You can hear the building starting to melt. Yes. And then the blade just looks weak. It looks dull. Oh, I loved how charred it looked. It looked looked defeated, but it makes you underestimate it, and it would kill you. Yep. To me, that is my favorite version of his Bankai. Yep. And it was the first one, too. So it was really cool. Just, just to like, it was the first one to see, and I was like, yes, I love that. Whatever that is, I love that. I and, want more. And the fact, like, <laughs> Unohana even said that if he stays in that for too long, he will kill the Soul Society. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. Considering he made glass break after being in it for a minute, and he was probably miles away. Yeah. Yes. Just the moment he entered Bankai, everybody in Soul Society could feel the effects of it. Yep, it made uh, Toshiro's Bankai that was getting used against His own him. Bankai was getting fucked with. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck ice. Heat's going to take over. Yeah. Shunsui's lips were cracking. Yep. yep. Um, ew. I'm trying to remember her name. Isane was making her girly remark where she's like, her skin and her complexion. I'm feeling so dehydrated. I need lotion. Your skin just get dry. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So then as far as West is concerned, this is the last easy one. Easy one is in quotes because none of them are easy. Uh, but Zanjitsu Gokui, um, it is where he turns to 15 million degrees Celsius. Yep, Celsius, not Fahrenheit. <laughs> yes. 
And this was my favorite because it was essentially peak Yamamoto. Just ultimate menacing, ultimate zero fucks. Just, I am going to burn everything. And not just burn, he is going to melt everything into existence. Kind of like a little child of me kind of basically equivalented him to Endeavor with a lightsaber. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, he had this, if I had to pick one moment as far as that entire fight was concerned, this was my favorite moment. Just the fact, like, uh, what's his name? Um, Uwaba's clone right hand man. Oh, Hashwalt. Hashwalt. Yep. So when he was literally like, are those real flames or is that his spiritual pressure taking presence of flames? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it basically is both, but like while that's happening, just the heat emanating from Yama's body literally melted the concrete into magma and he was yep. sinking in. Every step he took is he melted into like wet sand. Yes. Pocket sand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so then the next one is going to be South, which was uh, Kaka Juman Okushui Daosujin. Yes. And if anybody's interested, the Jin at the end of the sentence, from what I understand from Japanese, basically means the origin. So, like, us being American, we are American Jin. So, we are American. So, that makes me question... Well, there's two. Oh, no, there's not. There's just one. So I'm going to assume that had to do with ref that had to do in reference of the people being brought back because that was South was when he essentially reanimated. Yeah. The okay, so maybe their like their origins are from death or whatever they're probably being brought from. No idea, but I know Lance. Maybe maybe it could have been the origins of his because. They came back from anything that was killed by his flames, therefore him being the origin of his flames. Sure. I mean, he does say until they become dust at that point. So it could just be a, um, like, he's essentially saying everything starts from dust. Maybe. I don't know. Um, But I like this one a lot. Aside from the zombie-esque concept, let's just avoid that because zombie really doesn't necessarily apply here. But the idea is that he can arise an army out of his dead opponents. Yes. So depending on how, how long this asshole wants to go on a rampage, he can have an almost basic infinite amount of, you know, army. Yes. He so Yamamoto could because well his age and just his just his pure body count. Yeah, that whole, you know, body count thing where you see in Dragon Ball Z, Yamamoto's wouldn't be able to fit a screen. It would literally just be a mountain, and you wouldn't know where he starts. Exactly. So, And it's just, like, the twisting thing is, like, he was able to use all the, the bodies of Yuaba's subordinates against yes. him. And the fact that he also pointed out that if he steals it, he can use Yama's subordinates against himself for all the soul uh, reapers yeah, he yeah. killed. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But I mean, he dies in the end anyway, so it doesn't matter anyway. He could have psychologically fucking tortured him in reverse. I don't think it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered. I think that's the whole point of it, is that for Yamamoto, it wouldn't have mattered. In the same presence that it didn't matter against Yuhaba. Because, yeah, I mean, he was able to walk over his the corpses of his subordinates. But he it, it, didn't it, walk over the bodies. It the took clone a did, and I think that's why he was so <gasps> affected, was because it wasn't actually Yuhaba. It was the clone. 
It was why you yourself. It was the clone. That's true. Interesting. So, how would the real Yuhaba would have reacted? I think he wouldn't have been affected. He would have just walked through it because he understands what you need to do for war. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a complete fucking asshole. With how easy (laughs) he can kill his subordinates, like um, in the beginning where they like after the invasion and they go back to. What's their home called? Uh, Basically, you can call it Shadows. So they go back to Shadows, and Ludus, who is leading that small party of seven that invaded the squad one Captain Barracks, just because he picked a fight with, um, with Eburn, literally cut his arm off and then killed him. Yep. So that's why I don't think he would have been bothered by it, due to the fact that he has no problem killing people who are loyal to him. But he was not a Quincy. That was not a Quincy. Well, that was not yes, a Sturm. Ludus was. Eburn was the was the hollow. Oh, the Ludus, Roncar. Yeah, or the Roncar. Okay, Ludus yes. was a Quincy. Okay, I suppose. Okay, let me. I feel like I can explain this a little bit. The Roncar. He doesn't give two shits about Roncars. They're enemies anyway. He's gonna want to kill them. If they are a Quincy, their power is his power. So if he steal, if he kills them. That's just his power to transfer into somebody else. Yep. So I think it doesn't matter who he kills. Power is just going to get transferred however he wants to anyway. Or it can even get transferred into himself, I would imagine. I am, if you want to jump ahead into the, the finale, I feel like he's just going to end up making like a spirit bomb out of this. He's just going to absorb all of the Quincy powers and make himself the you Quincy also god. Gotta be careful with that because now you're putting yourself at a hindrance due to the fact that you're not going to have anybody else who can fight for you. I don't think it would matter, but I mean, I, I mean, if, if, if it you really does him with how strong he is, but if you imagine <laughs> having like an upgraded Byakuya and Ichigo at full power, and then you got Kisuke going at you, and you got Shonsui going at you. We don't know a whole lot about him yet, but we know he's, his Bankai is something ridiculous. You have all these people coming at you with no backup. Yeah, valid. But and I mean, the, and, the, and the big thing shove. is, though, he can't use multiple abilities at the same time that we know of. But, I mean, if he absorbs every single Quincy into himself and become a Quincy god. Well, he is a Quincy god. He already is a Quincy but god. He's, he's but he's spreading out his power is what it sounds like. Here's the like. thing, though. How long does it take for, we, which we have no clue, is it instant? Does he have to absorb the power slowly? Is there an amount of time that it takes per person? Because if you're thinking... Even if it takes one second per Quincy, with how fast like Ichigo can move, you try absorbing one, he'll beat to you in an instant. It's yeah, that's fair. It's yeah. definitely an much, interesting concept on how much like concentration it needs, how much time setup it needs. I think you might be overthinking it. I yes. probably am, but like that's the logic in my head with the situation of being able to kind of like absorb and transfer. Okay, but to go back to Yashimoto, his last ability for Bankai nor. Is Yamamoto. Yes, Yamamoto uh, is Tenshi Kaijin. So I do have a translation for that. It is heaven and earth are burned to ashes. I wrote down total destruction. I'm, I'm a little bit blank. Is so, that like he just fucking sliced and everything in my, that direction just blew no, up? No, that was north. That yes, were, that, was, that was north. That's the one where he yeah, touched the north. I thought we're, talk, was we're talking about, or, or sorry, that was east. This one is like he went into it and it was just a massive explosion. East was just the tip. East was. But this one, he didn't even hit anything. This one, he just released an explosion yeah. from his body. Oh, it was from his body. It wasn't just necessarily. I don't a think slash. it was his sword. I think it was his body. So I it, thought it, was it, just... was, it was a slash. 
Yeah. This is the one where he ends up slicing up Yuhaba, which we learn is why, and chopping him in not really bits, but just he chopping He put a big his... cleave into him. Yes. Yeah. He... And the fact that that much power with, you got to figure with how much swing power behind it with that much heat. Yes. Couldn't even get halfway through him. Yep. And Yuhaba yeah, literally made Yamamoto's body an ice rink. Like, it just... Yep. Yeah. I mean, he probably lost a lot of ability anyway, like power. He's also old and frail. That too. Valid. So one of the things I want to talk about that we haven't really brought up so far is the Asauchi, the Zampato that don't have a soul within them. Basically, every Soul Reaper gets these, and through imbuing their soul into these Asauchi, they become their true Zampato and are willing have the ability to adapt, change, transform. Because they go into, into the Shikai, and then they eventually go into Bankai. So they're yes. basically level zero Zanpakuto. Yes. They're a blade before they're a blade. Yeah. Uh, I really loved the, just kind of the backstory, you know, Renji's able to, within three days, get his Asauchi to essentially partner. I, I would say partner with Renji. Um, he had to fight with the Asauchi a lot. You could see it being all bloodied up. And Ichigo obviously had zero ability to, oh man, partner with an Asauchi. It's basically for them, for him to be able to express his soul. Yes. For one of them to accept him. Yes. Yeah. And the reason why Renji was is because Renji knows who he is. Yep. But even Ichigo, none of us know who he is. Yes. We don't know because out of 300 episodes, it <laughs> never explained who he was because it's just how it was. And the fact that he laid on the ground, even though we know he is stronger than Renji, yep. he laid on the ground defeated while Renji was standing tall. Yep. I did find Ashin bringing back the fact that Ichigo said... You know, you don't need to tell me about my past until the time's right. I liked how they were able to bring that back because it was like, well, why didn't we? Why didn't he just find out then? It's like, oh yeah, because Ichigo was like, well, eh, not really important right now. If you don't want to tell me, don't tell me. Right, and it's. When he failed, they're like, well, you need to learn who you truly are. And they exiled him for the time being. Mm-hmm. And when his dad showed up, his dad showed up in his Soul Reaper yep. form. And that's where Ichigo said, I know why you're here now. Yep. And it's where it goes in depth about him learning his backstory. Because to backtrack a little bit to after the Yama fight, when Ichigo came into the Soul Society... After him and Yawabach, uh, Yawabach, you, Yawabach, were fighting. I'm going to screw it up. That's fine. So when uh, they were fighting, as he was leaving, he said, my son, born in the darkness. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Good and line. that's where it instantly got him thinking of, what is he? Yes. And that's why I have a feeling he failed the most is because that made him question his soul and who he is, which is also why Anasuuchi could not pick him. Okay. And then going into his backstory is, I know we kind of touched base on this, uh, Masaki learning kind of a little bit about Uryu's, Uryu's, Uryu's background at the same time, learning that Masaki and Ryukin were supposed to be together to carry on that pure Quincy bloodline. But because of Masaki's, what we see in Ichigo because of his mother, doesn't care about the Quincy Soul Reaper as much as she cares about life. 
Right. And that's just kind of what started the whole soul finding process and trying to understand who Ichigo was because of how, like we touched base on it with uh, earlier with White and having to save her by integrating his soul reaper into her hollowfication process going attacking her Quincy. And I don't know, it's, it's, yep, trying to like figure out how to explain it better. No, I, I get what you mean. It's, oh man, it's just very, it's almost full circle. And speaking of, Full circle. Do you notice Ishin saved uh, Masaki the same way Ichigo saved Rukia? Explain. Where that scene, basically, Ichigo has Rukia tra- saved, um, held under his arm, and blocking the... Um, Hokyokin, I think is what it is. I don't know, that part I don't remember. And Ashin has uh, Masaki underneath his arm and is saving her from the hollow. Well, like all the way back to like episode one or two or whatever. No, this was episode. This was during the um, the Soul Society arc. Oh. This is when he's. For you first see Bon no not Bonkai you first see Ichigo and he is saving Rukia from being killed by the I want to say it's the Hokyokin. God damn. That okay, that's, that's it, it, it was like the first it was like episode forty or it was something. Like, yeah, it was like in the first hundred episodes. Yes. And so it's just everything was brought full circle where Ashin saved Ichi- Ichigo's mother in the same manner, quote unquote, as Ichigo saved Rukia. And so, that's just showing the properties of son and father. Yep, yep. And then also with Masaki and Ichigo for the care of people. Yep. But I don't I don't know if you want me to talk about this entire segment or I, I mean I don't have anything more to say to that. Well there, it, it was there's just a, a little there's a little more. Okay. Yeah. Um after he figures out who he is understanding that the ties on like his mom finding out Masaki and why she was killed that day finding out that that's why he's got the hollow process in him and he's got that visor and, and why he was able to release from the jail from Kilgi because he has that Quincy in him because his mom is a Quincy he ends up going back to the Ho'oden and this time he didn't have to fight a single Asuji. yep they all knelt to him yeah because back I don't the, know if it's because they respected the understanding that the he understands episode. himself that well or if it's the fact that they feared him I think they more respected him. I, th- I, I think would, it was a respect I, I for the understanding respect. of his yeah. soul the respect yeah and when he finally found his Asauchi which was the only one way in the back by himself yep when he grabbed his hand normally they stay in that form but he actually f- turned himself into the hollowed Asauchi which is his soul yep yep which leads into more of uh, more of his Quincy powers because while while uh Nami- I gotta look up his name again. Oh, you're talking about um, like the hollowed form of himself. Oh, Etsu uh, Nimiya. Nimiya Oetsu. Yeah, while Oetsu was talking to him while forging a sword, explaining that the old man Zangetsu that he was seeing was Yuaba. Yep. The entire time, and he could not see it until he actually was able to meet him. And kind of like I touched on earlier, he literally told him in his soul, "Your only power came." 
from what I could not seal. Yep. And the fact that the power that he could not seal made him how strong he was when he finally said, you are ready to have your full power and your full potential, where it came to one of my favorite scenes where the amount of pressure that he could release being fully accepted, man's pressure evaporated water. Yep. yep. And not wa- not just water, an entire lake or whatever that was. It's just the whole backstory in general. It's just that it, it was just a very emotional moment. And it was also the birth of a the third Soul Reaper to have dual wield. And his dual wield is special to where he is one of a kind compared to the other two. Yeah. Because yeah. his dual wield isn't just a dual wield. It's his two spirits. Yes. One is his hollow and the other is his Quincy. Okay, I do have a question now that we're talking about old man's and Getsu. Okay. It is kind of strange that Ichigo has never connected the two between old man's and Getsu and Yuhaba. Well, he's only... So you have to remember, old man uh, Zangetsu and Yuhaba are technically like a thousand years in difference because he is his original form yuhaba also ichigo had not met or even knew who yuhaba was until like the day before that's true but like in the moment that he came face to face with yuhaba well he does make mention whereas like you've seen him before and it's been and it was recent yeah so that was oatsu said Yep, Oetsu said that, and then Ichigo said, I was drawn to this person. I knew who this was without knowing who it was. I knew this was the enemy above all the other enemies. He had just made all these mentions how within his soul, he knew that is the person that is in charge I know who this person is, and he is the essentially the ultimate enemy. Okay, so I guess I kind of missed it, but what you guys are saying is that after he came face-to-face with Yuhaba, he 100% knew that this was the bad guy. Yep. And they did just didn't make it, like, point blank, like, oh, I recognize you from my Zanpakuto. I was like, yep. yeah, I know you're the bad guy. Well, he, I Be- think he also didn't want it. Didn't want to accept it. Yeah. He, Ichigo even said he knew he looked familiar. Yep. But the old man's Zagetsu is the thousand years in the past. Right. Where he was a smaller person. Right. So now thousand years forward to this current stage, he's just bigger. He's beefier. It was the mustache. It's definitely the little porn <laughs> stash. He's thicker got mustache. On. Yeah. But he, he made a lot more porn. But it's also the fact that he put the difference off to the side of the two due to the fact that Zangetsu always looked out for him regardless of who he was. Right. Old man Zangetsu. Just because it's it's Iwaba, but not. Because it's it's just his presence of his soul. Right. Yep. Right. It's just one of those things where, like, if you would have just thrown in that one line... <laughs> You could have just, like, saved a lot of communication. I don't know. It was just one of those things. Like, I don't know. I'm the one that's nitpicking, so. Yep. So I'm looking through my notes. There was one quote that I had written down. uh, Probably one of my favorite quotes from the entire series. I'll let you guess who it was from after I say it. Uh, But it's... Fletchlings like us cannot possibly understand the pain the head captain is experiencing. I don't know. First impulse is Byakuya. Yes. Is it Byakuya? Yeah. It's Byakuya talking uh, to Renji about how essentially how pissed off the head captain is. Just all the pain he is suffering due to uh, Sasakibe dying. And then essentially you have to remember the head captain viewed everyone as his children. Right. Sorry to change 
change the subject. But yes, I was just looking through my notes and I was like, oh shit, I really want to bring that up real fast. So I just, just one of my favorite mo- one of my favorite lines from the series. And like I said earlier, my favorite line is probably just where he's like, "My son, born in dark, born in born in darkness." Yeah, oh, yes. Threw was... him into such a mental down spot, downfall. Yeah, because even Rookie is like, he just he seems off. Like he's not. He's himself. hiding something from yes. us, and that's just because he didn't know who he is. Yep, he had that self doubt about everything. Lance, you got any lines kind of for a for a last moment? Usually, I do have a bunch of <laughs> smiley face LOL moments, but like dude, there was no LOL moment. No, there was one LOL moment. And that's that valid. was definitely Con screaming, "What is coming from my head?" <laughs> it just opens up with the projectors. Cone, yeah, Cone was pretty funny. Yes. Um, but no, for the most part, the majority of this anime was pretty fucking serious. Yes. The only time you can get a little silly is when they went to uh, the Zero Captain's area. Yes. Cone. The... Oh man, I don't I don't know her name, but just her getting from, like, just ginormous to... The fat cooker yes. chick, and the more she cooked, the skinnier she got, and all of a sudden, she yes. some... Yeah. Her boobs, way too good. Those were fucking double Zs. <laughs> that was on, on par and with you the would rest think of the they're series. staring at them, but they just don't know who she is. <laughs> no. Yeah, they're spitting out their food like, what the... What just happened? But all that food did look fucking delicious. Yes, it really did. Both Minus t- the... <laughs> Renji just describing, what was it? That squid thingy? That, no, there was like... <laughs> it's crunchy on, it's crunchy on the it's... outside and squishy on the inside. Yeah, and he's like, yes. okay, st- you're a horrible that, food, that, cr- it, food yeah, critic. Yeah, you're a horrible food critic. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But I think I would feel the same. Like, a crunchy insect kind of thingy might sound fucking disgusting, but... Maybe if it tasted really good, I don't know. I, w- I would have loved to try in all that food. Yeah, I mean, it all looked fucking fantastic. I fucking love, let's just put it in general, but Asian food. Fucking love all Asian food. Yes. So good. All those scenes that they cook monster amounts of food yes. always makes me hungry. I do agree. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Uh, just the very end of the last scene you see is... Cliffhanger. Who are you going to? Yubaba. What is it, the shadow? Uh, It's the The easiest way to put it. The shadow? Yeah. And... It's like I said earlier, I feel like it's a inside job. Okay. Yeah. It, okay. There's no way he's joining him on his own volition due to the fact that that's just not who he is. He's, yeah. he, I, he is how he is with, with Waco Mundo and the Hollows. Yep. But yep. that is not who he is to his friends yep. who have saved his life countless times. I can see that. Okay. He, He's going to pull on everything that he's supposed to, like, quote-unquote, supposed to fight for. But he's going to dull agent everything, and he's going to be on Ichigo's side. I had, end. like, a little, like, mind thing, like, while we were doing this, thinking, like, he's going to have some, like, bad-ass, like, fighting moment against Ichigo. Yep. But he's going to say one thing that only Ichigo <laughs> will know that he knows he's on his side without giving anything away. That, or I could see he'll shoot an arrow at a stupid angle and then each goes to be like oh this isn't for real he's gonna he's gonna do one thing that is off cue for who he is to give away that hint that he is doing this for them something is off all right but yeah uru is going to join the dark side for a little (laughs) bit just to get intel and as soon as what he finds out is gonna benefit the side of our heroes 
He's going to turn back around and... He's joining the Stern Ritters. Yep. So it's only going to be temporary. Yep. Can't imagine Uru is going to be a straight-up bad guy for the rest of the show. Well, thankfully, by the time this comes out, we'll pretty much be starting watching Core number 2, so we won't have to wait very long. Exactly. So, Matt, do we want to get into Matt's manga mentions on where Core 1 leads us off with? Sure. All right. So for any of our new listeners, I like to start chronologically from the beginning of, in this case, the core one and work my way forward. But for anybody who wants to kind of follow along from the beginning of the series, I would start on chapters 480 which is completely different than what we're used to, but that's perfectly fine. God, 480 just sounds so fucking far ahead. (laughs) Yes, that is where Thousand Year Blood War starts, is on chapter 480. Core 1 stops on chapter 542. So we get about 62 chapters in this core. Okay. It seems like a lot. Most of them are only about 16 to 18 pages, so it's nothing really all that crazy to try to read through. Okay. Typically, for other manga, they can range anywhere from 18-ish to 40. So this is on the low end, but you get a handful more chapters. One thing... The anime doesn't do a very good job of portraying, but the fight with Ichigo and the Arankar and the Quincy's or the Sternbringers declaring war against the Soul Society slash Yamamoto happen at the exact same time. Oh, okay. I mean, that makes way more sense. Yes. Uh, But like I said, the anime doesn't really do a good job of portraying time. Yeah, no, I totally thought those were like sequential things, not at the same time. Yeah, no, I I completely agree that like when I, so I watched it and then read it through um, just kind of as a reminder of all the little details that happened, I'd completely forgotten that, yes, no, exact same time these things were happening. I was like, oh okay much more sense yeah ichigo did know that sasakibe had died so the soul reapers that were in the human world or the living world as they call it uh they were getting information ichigo was around during that time so i remember him being on his phone getting uh updates about what was going on in the soul going on within the soul society part of that information was sasakibe had died okay so ichigo knew the about that information. Oh, okay. So just kind of one of those checkmark things to just kind of bring home everything Ichigo knew and why he was so willing to help kind of everybody. Granted, that's Ichigo, but still. I mean, the general public is going to be like, yeah, Ichigo is the hero. He's going to want to help people regardless. Yes, but he he did know that somebody had died within the Soul Society. Right. Uh, during the head cap, during the captain's meetings, the vice captains were all kind of intercommingling with each other and figured out a Soul Reaper gathered the people who disappeared within the Rukongi. So all those disappearances um, for all those souls they kind of basically figured out who did it and it was twenty-eight thousand people within the rukongi that had quote-unquote disappeared 
And that's like the human world? No, the Rukongi was essentially the like Rukon district within the Soul Society. 28,000? 28,000, yes. That's a lot of people. So basically it was to offset all the hollows and all of the souls that had been lost due to the Quincy's activity. The anime was a lot more gory than the manga was. Uh, just kind of talking about the beginning of the war. They basically elongated all, like, they showed a lot more deaths within the anime than they did the manga. Still dark, still messed up, but just they went to an extreme when it came to the anime, which is good. I, I appreciate that because the manga was very dark. Yep. So they just, they stay true to the nature of how the manga was. So I, I had no issues with it. I mean, also on a mature level, it just makes it that much more... Like- like intense. Yes, I completely agree. Uh, Akon was going to talk to Ichigo using his substitute badge, but Ichigo after he actually left his substitute Soul Reaper badge at his house. Is so, that that skull or is that... It's the, the badge with the skull thing on that he okay. used to essentially detach himself from his body. Right, so... The girl who was like his job. Yes. Slash leader. sister. Yes. Older like, sister. Yes. Yes. It was like, here, do you need this? And he's like, no, I don't need that anymore. I don't know why, but I thought that was the source of his power for his like Shriyuken power attack that he had like a few seasons back. No. I'm running a blank on most of that because fuck a lot of that turned into a blur at the end of the seasons but so the only thing that badge does is it detaches his uh soul reaper self from his body so basically it detaches his soul from his body so that he can attack so that he can fight against the hollows okay uh it's it's a replacement for cone so that he doesn't need to have the um i don't remember exactly what it is but he doesn't need to use cone to get his soul out of himself. Right, right, right. Jail talks about how easily Ichigo had surpassed him uh, just during their fight. Basically, Jail was kind of complimenting Ichigo on how strong he was. Yeah. Anything beyond that, not really necessary. Uh, At the time, Ichigo was going from Wakamundo to the Soul Society. Uh, They talk about the deaths. So when Ichigo was attempting to reach the Soul Society, at that moment, there had been 2,245 soldiers that had died. There had been... 16 seated soul reapers and one vice captain had died. Okay. And all of that death had been done by 16 stern riders. Okay. So it just kind of shows how strong the stern riders were while trapped in the jail Ichigo could hear everyone and kept hearing that they were essentially waiting on Ichigo to get there to save them. Well, he could hear them. Yeah, he could hear them on top of seeing like all the lights. I was going to say, because in the anime, it may have sound like every little light that blinked out yeah. was a, a light or a life that was lost. And yeah. it, the anime made it seem like he was visually seeing life's loss, not audibly hearing. So he was doing both. He was seeing and hearing. Okay. 
the lives lost. Okay. Which kind of compounds the torment that Ichigo has. Right. Uh, just because he wants to save everybody. So if he can hear and see them, it's just going to make it so much worse. Right. You don't get to see Yuhaba talking with Aizen. They just make mention of it. So that whole conversation that they have, you don't get to see it. Oh, really? So in the manga, there's like... No, there's nothing. As, nothing. So they just uh, make mention uh, his right-hand man asks how is the conversation with aizen um he says aizen uh, refuses to join us and then make mention again later how aizen had essentially tricked yuhaba in while they were having their conversation interesting okay so essentially nothing changed yes but we get that extra like minute of animation be like okay so we get to see something you you get to visually see yuhaba attempting to persuade aizen right nothing changes okay i really like that that they did that then yes definitely uh there are two stern riders that are twins so why and i'm drawing a blank on the other one why is you you yourself yes so why has a twin who is R and so it is Lloyd and Royd, which is their original names. Okay. And they were twins. One turns into Y, which is you, and the other one turns into I'm drawing a blank. I'll be completely honest, not really necessary. Just know the fact that there are two of them, and that is why you see two of them die. So there is one that dies earlier in this in the episode, and then Y dies by the hands of uh Yamamoto. Moto. Okay. So it's it's going to be one of those details where if you would watch it again, you'd be like, wait, I thought that guy died already. And then you see another one and you're like, oh, okay, now it all makes sense. Okay. Yuhaba said to, after he had killed Yama, Yamamoto, to they were going to retreat and wait for Squad Zero to show up and essentially try and save the day after he had killed Yamamoto. So basically his plan was to cause enough destruction to force Squad Zero to interject and then attack Squad Zero. Right. Obviously that didn't happen, but that was showing what his original intentions were. Okay, Uh, I guess it's kind of interesting that as much damage as he did, he didn't actually nudge Squad Zero to do anything, period. So they talk about it in the manga where basically Gokai is the protection of the Soul Society while Squad Zero's only duty is to protect the soul palace okay yep um so they talk about it and siphon is like you should have been here to help us and but i want to say it's uh tenjiro says that's not our job that's your job that's why you're a captain if you don't do your job that's not our responsibility that's your responsibility because if squad zero were to jump ship and go help yep squad one plus then that leaves the soul king vulnerable and then if there was a hidden attack on the soul king because of that then yep then that's the end of soul society yep so yeah their primary objective is literally just to be the defenders of the soul king yep uh ikaku's bankai was weakened when it broke during his fight with the Arankar. just added information that we find out during the whole process. Tenjiro makes a joke with about 
So there is a joke. You've probably seen it on the internet. Basically, people are complaining that you don't get to see Rukia floating in the in the water. The joke happens because Tenjiro pulls Renji out by his hair, and Ichigo says that he looks like a turnip when he pulls him out of the water by his hair. And then Tenjiro is like, oh, you're not going to uh, say that Rukia uh, looks like a peach with her butt floating in the water. And of course, Ichigo is being all embarrassed. So just a, a funny joke about the situation that's going on uh, excuse me it's he says that aren't you going to say that she looks like a peach because all you see is her butt floating in the air right uh you get a glimpse of the soul king that's, l- that's literally all i'm gonna say about that one what's a glimpse like a sh- like an outline a shadow like you a- get an um upper torso face visual of the soaking soul oh. king okay is he like a bulky kind of guy is not gonna short... say anything nothing <sighs> okay i want to know so much i want to know what kind of figure i should be looking for i should be looking like a big fucking brute a little fucking nope you know i'm not Ball z uh those little zeno those little zeno fuckers <laughs> or Nope, I'm going to say absolutely nothing about the visual of the Soul King because I want everyone to see... I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Okay. Namaya Oetsu introduces himself in English. Not really super big detail, but just something different. You're not going to get that in an English dub because obviously they're all introducing themselves in English. Okay, yeah. So he just naturally is English as opposed to everybody else being Japanese. Yep. Okay. Yachiru is the name Unahara gave herself. Um, she knows all worlds, school of swordsmanship and swords. So if you remember, Yachiru is the name of the vice captain under Kampachi. Oh, okay. So just uh, something to look look out for in you know future episodes. Now, am I saying that something's going to happen of this? No, but just a coincidence that I made note of for future reference, if that makes sense. If you made note of it, it's probably going to be semi-important. Kampachi was more upset about Yunohara dying than in the anime. Not really anything, but just it meant more to him. They made it seem that it meant more to him in the um, in the manga than it did in the anime. I can see that. I mean... It, the anime made it seem like it was important, especially to us who saw it two plus times, like this anime, because we rewatched this. I could see that they were trying to portray that the death of Unohara meant a lot more to Kenpachi than the average watcher might you yep. know, just pick up on. I could totally understand that the manga will elaborate a little bit more on just how more important she is to him. Yep. Aizen using the hollow to experiment was also an experiment to lure out Shinji's group. So remember the visors? So he was trying to lure them out on top of trying to make this perfect hollow. Okay. And this perfect hollow just so happens to be the basic ancestor of who Ichigo is? Uh, Not who he is, but just a part of his soul. Like yes. the, this perfect an- is the one who bit his mom? Yes, white. Okay, white. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Aizen's cloak is made of Risu, uh, 
mixed with uh, keto, and he calls it a parting gift from Kisuke. It's also super nice. So basically, it's like an invisibility cloak that Kisuke made. Oh, so Kisuke knows how to make invisibility cloaks? That So that cloak that Aizen and group were wearing, that Shinji couldn't figure out who slashed him, but knew it uh-huh. was a Soul Reaper, that is what that stuff is made oh, of. Oh, okay, so okay. Kisuke was the one that made these cloaks. God damn, Kisuke. Yep. I had the wrong date. I apologize. So Ichigo's mother died on June 17th. So as we're recording this, it would have been last week. Oh, well. Ichigo did not turn into his Soul Reaper form after Akumi gave his badge back. So basically, Akumi is the person that he said was like his older sister, the worker. Uh, she was the one that gave Ichigo a job. So he didn't transform because she can't see she can't see Soul Reapers. Right, I was going to say, because she couldn't see his dad. Nope. So that's, that, that's funny because there was a scene where he's like, thanks, dad. But she's right there, like... So like, why didn't she say like, who the fuck are you talking to? So that scene still happens, but she thinks he thanks her first, and then thanks his father. You could kind of be like, he says thank you to her out loud, and just kind of says it to himself. Oh, thanks, okay, dad. Okay. They don't go into it. They don't go into it. But the anime made me feel like, dude, yes. she totally knows, or she's totally human, and they made it more. They made it seem like she knew more than she did, and she doesn't. Right. Uh, and then the last thing I've got. Is is Namiya Oetsu planned for Ichigo to be in the living world for one day, for one night. So he had planned the return trip for Ichigo to be the following morning. So it wasn't just all coincidence. It was all premeditated. This is the entire time with him trying to figure out his roots? Yes. And he says that basically if... You didn't figure yourself out in the night. It was never going to happen. Okay. Well, let's go a little bit retroactive and be like, okay, he did figure out his roots in this time. Yes. In the one evening, he figured everything out. He did. So how much more could he have figured out if he wasn't ripped away from that, I wonder? Nothing. Because he knew what his mother truly was. Uh He knew, essentially, he knew who Yuhaba truly was. He knew about his father's soul reaper side. And he knew about his mother's interaction with the hollow slash his hollow side. So he learned everything there is to know about himself beyond the stuff that he already knew. Because remember, he already had a good working interaction with... Um, Zangetsu. Because you can assume that both the hollow form and the Quincy form are both Zangetsu. Right. So because of that, that's a part why he gets two Zangetsus, but that's why he gets the, as we learn to be, or the future Zangetsu. Because it's still Zangetsu. Right. I guess I was just trying to get a little, you know, carried away with what else could he have learned. But I guess at the same point, you know, anime logic, he learned exactly what he needed to learn so yeah that's what we came the, out with there's nothing he's going to learn about himself at that point that he didn't already know right and that's totally fine and we don't need to have 10 episodes of side fucking episodes to tell us nothing so yeah if this was early 2000s bleach we might have gotten 10 episodes <laughs> yeah but on this episode of bleach we was only two right so yeah, that was everything. Okay. Nothing too crazy. No. Uh, no real changes. Uh, just some minor nuance stuff and a couple added details here and there, but nothing that changed anything. Yep. So, 
yeah, I cannot wait for Core 2. It's amazing. And man, this absolutely lived up to the hype. Um, I, I kind of understand why it didn't win Anime of the Year. While, yes, it was amazing, you needed to have backstory for this all to make sense. That's true. It, it needed 300 plus episodes <laughs> Maybe not to 300 carry episodes, but yes. <laughs> it, it needed a shit ton of episodes to carry it to make it who what it is today. Yes. But at the same time, it was still beautiful animation. It was still still awesome. I'd, honestly, I'd say like 8 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, very good. There were some CGI things, especially with the zombies that were kind of like... there. Yeah. I was not fully sold on all of that CGI shit. So it other was, than that... It was a little too quick. Yes. And then like it was almost like, hey... These nine episodes are going to be action. These four episodes are going to be just detail information. And there you go. Yeah. So like the pacing was kind of all over the place, but it was all amazing. And I absolutely cannot wait for season two or core two. Excuse me. No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, This is a 10 out of 10 must watch kind of thing. If you like Shonen style shows. Good point. Which is why I can't give it a 10 out of 10 because there is going to, if you like action. Yes. Yes. This is a hundred percent. You got to watch. Yes. But if you don't, like action you don't like fighting uh you don't really not that the 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 theme was heavy but it is very dark so if you don't like just bodies being split in half you're not gonna like this right yeah this is the darker portion of bleach yes and i'll be completely honest it does not get much lighter okay uh you don't have unahara moments but you still have dark moments yeah and from what it sounds like i'm sure they're gonna take creative liberties and continue to make it dark so yep and personally i'm i'm cool with that yeah i loved it all and absolutely excited for the rest and can't wait for more right so that's gonna conclude another episode of the anime lounge podcast again please go follow the anime show on facebook and instagram follow them because they keep you up to date with everything anime related and everything that will be on the next season of everything that's gonna be anime uh we also have the short flights that we do on youtube please go follow find them we cover a couple hot new anime that come out in the new season so give us some support there speaking of support give us a rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on because that'll help us grow and with all of that said thank you for listening this far and we'll catch you guys next time thank you have a good one Well, thank you for joining us. I will see you tomorrow. Thank you guys for having me. Do we have a fourth person? Um, I'm talking to Joe right now. I literally just texted him and said, do you want to golf tomorrow morning? <laughs> oh, never mind. I forgot he had surgery on his neck. He's still not cleared to swing. Don't fucking man up. Okay. <laughs> well, I think it might just be us three. That's, that's we'll totally move fun. quicker.